0: Daruja the city of blue flame. Our eyes turn south to the last free city as we move further along in Gardens of the Moon. That's right, it's 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond. With me today, I have my friend and closest confidant, India Jones.
1: Hello there.
0: And of course, the third leg of our stool, my foe and arch rival, Joshua Baker.
2: Tis I a very sick fella.
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: Yeah, Josh is feeling a little under the weather this week. Indeed, I am.
1: Can I just jump right in with a quick comment?
0: Uh, yes, please.
1: Um, I gotta say, as as I waited these two weeks between recording, um, to read this book, I hate the thought of reading it. I hate the thought of picking it up. I hate the thought of trying to read it. I hate the thought of not understanding it. And I, it's just, I find no pleasure in it. And I just thought I'd share that now um, in my journey, starting chapter five.
0: Well, I uh, I can understand that. You know, I, I have sympathy to that. And uh, I would hope that maybe near the end of this book or later on, you'll feel like I feel and be like, man, now I really like the books. What a journey I have been on. But, you know, I can't promise that. Maybe we're going to hate
2: it all the way through. So, That's
1: what I'm uh, thinking, yeah.
2: mixed bag. For 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 the other side, I'm having a great time. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I'm having a blast. Still, just along for the
1: ride. Just happy to be here.
2: Yeah, we had to pause for a moment because Peter's fucking shoving flavor blasted goldfish down his gullet.
1: <laughs> it was a mistake. I yeah.
2: Thought
0: I, Josh yeah, started no. speaking. I thought I could sneak some in.
1: Too but... much. Too much. It's too flavor blasted.
0: Uh, It's just, the sound is too much. You know, the flavor... It's overpowering. It's overpowering, so I regret my decision. Alright, let's flavor
2: blast off in the next segment. Go.
0: There we go. Whoa. Chapter 5. On the rooftops of Darugistan, trouble is afoot. Whilst the city council rules the city streets, Darugistan's Assassin's Guild reigns over the rooftops. Tallow, an assassin in the guild, is struck by a crossbow bolt and begins to search for his attacker. Crocus Younghand, a thief in the city, has slipped into the D'Arl estate. The young thief finds some valuables to take, but not before catching a glimpse of the comely young Chalice D'Arl sleeping in her bed. He slips out of the house only to be caught by Tallow, who has mistakenly identified him as his attacker. The two cross the city and Crocus manages to dodge the assassin's attack by picking a coin up off the ground. Crocus slips into the Phoenix Inn whilst Tallow is stabbed by a cloaked figure. Elsewhere, Krupa, a large man, wanders through his dreams, speaking within himself about the future and foreseeing a spinning coin coming to Darugistan. So, Josh, we're coming here to a new setting, a new place, and this is our first introduction to kind of the characters within Darugistan. Um what, what did you make of it? Well, first and foremost, Kru... Is that how, how do you say his name? Um, <laughs> I, I've i always had a blast. Uh, in the audiobook for it, the guy always says, like, Kruppa in this
2: nice way. So I've Kruppa. always, said,
0: I've always oh. said it, Kruppa.
2: Kruppa. Well... Krupa, my new favorite character. Uh oh, really? Krupa's a blast. Well, mostly because what? I can't tell if this dude is off his gourd or like playing the longest of cons. I think maybe a little of both, if I'm being real. Yeah. So, uh because like it definitely seems like he's got some badass powers, but like he is also just trying to come across as like a fucking idiot. So, love him to death. He does um, he does bumble. You cannot deny yes. the bumbling. Yes, India.
1: Yeah, I actually didn't feel that way at all, and I <laughs> want to just confirm or deny: was this was his entire section a dream, or did he ever come out of his dream?
0: It's like
2: all a dream, from what I understand. And so where? Like,
1: oh god. Okay, Keep no going. wait wait wait. Okay, Please. I know what
2: you mean. Hold on. So like when he is when he's like talking to those six people, he's those in a really dream. Up. Those are him kind of, uh, and then. The next time you see him when he's, like, in the in with real people whose names we've heard in other places in the city, that's, yeah. like, another chapter. That is real him. And then he has yeah. another dream sequence in Chapter 7.
1: Uh-oh. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. He is a real person. But from what I've understood, because funnily enough, India, this only made sense once I read it, it explained to me elsewhere. Yeah, Josh pretty much nailed it on the head because I guess he's a genius. What? A cheater, you mean? Oh, um, Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> it's like, it seems like he's like talking to aspects of himself
2: almost. That's right. how, yeah.
1: Yeah, because didn't he hang one of the aspects of himself?
2: It looked like that, right? Like he doesn't it, talk it was, about it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that he was saw, sick. It was like a figure and he was like, yeah, there's no, there's no place for you here, sir.
0: Kruppa yeah. has a rich internal life, you know?
1: Yeah, that was sick. India, no, what did
0: you think of some of the neer duels wells who uh, are on the on the rooftops of Darujistan? The, the, the neer duels, you know? Bad boys. Nope. You're bad, you're bad boys. Crocus or uh the Assassin's Guild, you know all these bad boys that are hanging out.
1: The guy who died, I I didn't understand Crocus, the te- the separation of Crocus and him at first. Like they just sure, randomly sure. went into yeah, like, save, a, a whole save. new guy and then they used his name and I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Are they interchangeable?" Okay, I like Crocus. He's the he's the 17-year-old, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. He
1: he might like. He's a I young think thief. that he's He's adorable, yeah. Like I don't know what he looks like, but uh, I'd imagine that he's just like a little guy, just you know, out here. A cutie. Yeah, and then he <laughs> saw the girl <laughs> naked and got embarrassed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even
1: though he sees whores all the time.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's yeah. I like that too. I like his little. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a like.
1: He seems to be happy-go-lucky. If I if I uh I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
2: in a bro. way, naive almost. You know, like. Yeah. Um, yes yeah he's boyish right uh, can i can i real quick hop back on talos sure Do you know if there's one thing i love is getting introduced to a character and them immediately <laughs> dying
1: dying adam literally i was like this this can't be serious like, i was like oh it. this talos guy
2: seems like a badass yeah ew nope he's dead that's so um, funny that's so funny
0: because you know i i i, I after i moved on to de- the second book i was like well i never need to touch this book again <laughs> so it's been a second since I read the book, so I get to it and I, I, I I'm like, Tallow, man, I have no memory of this character whatsoever. <laughs> I wa- and then that quickly was resolved. I was like, I see why I do not remember and this particularly. And and that's and that's something that'll happen throughout the series. That will like you'll only duck into a point of view for just a little bit. And then there are kind of, you know, other characters who you spend a lot more time with.
1: Gotcha. Well, Well, like, once I understood that they were just, like, going back and forth by paragraph, I kind of liked it because he would, like, Tallow or whatever his name would do something, like, um, the part where he he heard something and then it was actually the other guy, not the bad guy. And then he was like, oh, I dropped something, picked it up, and heard something over his head. I liked that part. But that's it. It's the only thing (laughs) I liked. (laughs) And
0: also Crocus and the dream sequence was all right.
1: The dream? No, I didn't like the dream (laughs) sequence. I I thought it was weird and... And I,
0: then, I, I, I really like the dream sequence, but to me, the, the, what I think about the whole chapter is like, I really, really liked it, but Paul's, part of me also understands how it would just be very confusing. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. And <laughs> I would,
2: I would like to clarify, I started reading, the chapter starts with Krupa, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I started reading this chapter one night, and I literally got, and it got, I realized when he started talking to himself, I put the book down, I went to bed. <laughs> and, I, and then I just, and then like three days later, I started the chapter over. I was like, "All right, I'm in a better, I'm in a better place. Yeah, I know yeah. where this is going. I'm ready to really yeah. read each sentence." Um, um,
1: and then what else did I want to mention? Oh, go ahead. I have to think. Well,
0: uh, well, uh, Crocus picks up the coin, which is kind of uh another, you know, in, in when we were back in Pale, we heard both Danois Paran and Tattersail heard the spinning coin and. Heron met Opon at the Gate of Death. You know, a lot of coin imagery. Any? Uh,
1: Any thoughts about even, that? I didn't even put that together. I didn't even. I did not even think about that when a coin dropped. Well, but but now I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then the chapter ends with Crocus going into the Phoenix <gasps> Inn for a for
2: a brief reprieve. Oh, pause.
1: Yeah, I had a, I forgot a question. That I just remembered. I d- I, have
2: a, I have some shit what's up (laughs) with Crocus's family being very chill about him blasting into the middle of the night and like running through the house and they're just kind of cool about it and also his uncle that's got to come up more right he's just casually like yeah my uncle has alchemy also is there like a monster in his house or something some sort of like yeah what's up
0: i like that but also part of me feels like it's a little bit of like kind of exposition that's kind of sh- like oh he's running away and he just bumps into his uncle who also by the way blah, blah, and, and he yeah, g- exactly. continues to run away. It was uh, a lie. It was very coincidental. Well, yes, the uncle will be in the story, obviously. Good. So, Good.
1: <laughs> can we get a quick uh, definition for ascendant? D- didn't we talk about this? We did we talk about it last time. And so these are the saints. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, yeah. great. Just wanted to clarify we were, th- that
0: was still relevant. they are mortals that become like they ascend, you know. Yes, they're, they're like, like
1: mm-hmm. kind of gods.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got
1: it. Just making sure. Like uh
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> sure exactly. something like that.
1: Yeah. All right. Sorry. Just needed to clarify that. Let's move on.
0: Terrific. Uh well, as Crocus took a break at the Phoenix Inn, let us take a break as well. Did you like that? No. Nope. <laughs> well, I, I don't see either you jumping up to the bat. Here, I got
2: it. Alright, yeah, let me hear you. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
0: We don't have any <laughs> sponsors. Bam, 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 bam,
2: bam, bam, bam. What are we doing? Betty Hill. Okay. Do the sponsor spot? This week's, don't don't this, you dare mention Casper. Don't <laughs> you dare. Hey, okay, I'm gonna mess with those pieces of shit. Eight hundred dollars for a mattress. This week's this week's podcast is not brought to you by Casper. They're a bunch of hortness. No, if like, they sponsor us, be great. Bye. That's all I got. I'm sick. I'm I'm losing steam. He's listen. He's, he's given it everything he's got. I used time. a lot of energy in those last all
0: couple on of years. All right, let's uh let's keep things let's keep things moving along. Chapter 5 is what we just talked about. <laughs> Keep that. <laughs> ch- ch- <laughs> Chapter 6. Circle Breaker stands guard at a city gate. He is the city guardsman acting as a spy for the Eel, the anonymous puppet master behind many in Darujistan. The spy Circle watches a councilman leave the city. The councilman is Turban Orr, a member of the city council wishing for Darugistan to declare neutrality. The city council is squabbling over this. Other councilmen feel it is futile or do not wish to support it. To try and gain political support in the city, he has come to High Alchemist Baruch to try and gain support of Darugistan's wizards. However, before Turban Orr has arrived, Baruch has had another visitor. A great raven from Moonspawn named Crone has come to speak to Baruch. Crone finds him as he reads a letter from the eel. The Great Raven has come to herald the arrival of the Lord of Moonspawn. Turban Or and Baruch now meet. They squabble over the Declaration of Neutrality. The vote comes in but two days. They both speak of the Slaughter and Pale, and worry that the same may happen to their beloved Darugistan. Finally, Baruch rejects the Declaration and Turban Orr leaves. Ralik Nam, an assassin, waits on the rooftops of Darugistan. He has been watching the Lady Simtal and her lovers, taking notes of the many politicians to come through her door. Sitting with a crossbow, he spares Simtal and kills her lover, the Lord Lin. He hears a spinning coin. Afterwards, Nam heads towards the Phoenix Inn, but not before speaking with Ocelot, leader of his assassin clan. The assassins believe outsiders have come to wage war on them. Many suspect the Imperial Claw. Back with Baruch, the Lord of Moonspawn arrives. Anamander Rake, a member of the Tisdiandi. He speaks of Moonspawn's strength. The fortress lies south of Jerujistan, with nothing but children and elders within. The sorcerers of the city were sent north, for Anamander was unprepared for the attack by the Malazan. Anamander Rake and Baruch make an alliance, after Baruch agrees to surrender any wizards to him that deserted before the Battle of Pale. Finally, at the end of this long night, we see the Phoenix Inn. The thief Crocus Younghand, the assassin Nam, and Krupa are all playing cards together, along with Murillo, a noble, and Cole, a passed-out drunk. So, in Chapter 6, we kind of see the same night within Darugistan, um, but kind of from a different set of characters' point of view, and we learn a lot more about the politics
1: oh, and sure. this, and uh, this
0: de- declaration of, hm, What was that?
1: I, I was going to, yeah, I was going to say that I agree that we learned a lot about the politics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you agree. Yeah. Um, what did you think about this politics?
1: Well, so I guess I needed a little, well, from my understanding, this is, is Malazan, have they taken over everything?
0: They've taken over a fair amount.
1: I did not realize that. Um, so.
0: the last free city.
1: And they are ruled just by, like, little pretty boys that, like, whores. I mean, they're, they're, that's their army, right? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, from my understanding, everybody that, um, their, their defenses are just. Ah. Little rich, just boys with jeweled swords. So there's so yeah are,
0: yeah their uh, their count turban or the councilman is like our our army is is a is an an army for show it's an, a decorative army it's it it wouldn't match the strength of the Malazan Empire.
1: Right. And so I don't understand why everybody is just so hellbent on I just don't see how they can I mean I assume that there has to be a huge story with these two places because what else would this book be about? But Really? If I, I agree with Or in that, let's just lay our swords down. We're what, not going to win this. Is that not his name? Turban Or? Tur- yeah.
0: yeah, the, the councilman, councilman petitioning for neutrality.
1: I agree with that. I was on his side.
2: Josh, what do you think? Oh, I super disagree with the councilman.
1: Why? Well, You just want a good story.
2: No, well, yes. <laughs> yes, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for drama. Uh... But, uh, no. He loves the gossip. Yeah, I love that hot goss. Uh, Always spilling tea. How many more things (laughs) can I say? Uh, So, no, it just, it definitely feels like if they let, so, like, neutrality for them, like, they're trying to say that, like, you know, nothing's gonna bad happen to them. But I'm pretty sure the Empress is crazy and she's just gonna kill everyone. She is
0: known. She Lacine is known for purges. It's yeah. part of her personal style.
2: Yeah. So like, no. But I mean, I also understand the thought process of like, because I get both sides, right? Because if it's like, if you resist, you're gonna die. Right. Right. There's like, I mean, there's no one to help you. You're the last free city. I mean, but, yes. Like, how did and, that
1: happen? Well, well,
2: the Lord. The Lord. No, As to yes, there, yes. Right. The Lord of Moonspots there, and that's definitely a powerful ally. But it's like, you know, that motherfucker can just moon away again. You know, it's like...
0: Well, it's true. He, he does he does moon.
2: Yeah, so, like, as much as I want... You know, as much as you, you want to, like, believe in him, you know, he's got no real stakes in this. So, like, you know, def- de- resistance is futile, you know. But also... Well, he has like, no stakes outside of that he, he opposes w- the Empire yes.
0: more broadly. But yes. not necessarily through this conflict. Inter- right. right. But on
2: the other hand, if you don't give up, you're definitely... Just giving them free reign to come in and slaughter a lot of people, so it's a lose lose to me. Mm. Unless you resist and win, which seems highly unlikely. Well,
0: we'll agree it's a lose lose. I think it's a complicated issue, which is part of what makes the you know the conflict interesting. And I guess I feel like I think personally, Peter thinks Turban ore is a bit of like a slug, and. You know, i I think he is a kind of gross gross dude, and I don't think he's doing really doing it for good reasons in some ways, especially since I think next chapter we hear him kind of speaking about his motivations. Oh, yeah. but. Part of me thinks maybe it would be better for them to be neutral, but I do hear what Baruch speaks about in, like, well, this this is futile. You can't oppose the Empire until they show up the day of at your gate and then be like, oh, no, we were neutral the whole time. Yeah. Like, you know. So, I guess we're just gonna have to see how this conflict plays out, am I right?
1: Yeah, I really- I- I really have no idea what's gonna happen at this point.
0: hmm I feel like you were saying that facetiously.
1: No, it was- it was literal. You know, I recently learned that facetious is not facetious.
0: Uh, I'm That's sorry, it? hold up. What?
1: Well, it- it- it's spelled facetious.
0: I- you- it, it's really, it's spelled like facetious.
1: But, yeah.
2: Facetious. 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 Yeah. No, I totally get you. Listen, I can't, I can't ever complain about how people pronounce it. Considering in the eighth grade, I got in front of the class, to read about the Great Compromise, and got fucking <laughs> roasted alive. My eighth grade social studies teacher. I'm looking at you, Miss Richardson. Yeah, I remember. No, Stevenson. Put her put Stevenson. her on blast. Yeah, Miss Stevenson. Compromise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh. And uh... um.
0: That would get you. So, Josh. Right. We talked a little bit about kind of the Declaration of Neutrality, but in this chapter we met Anamanda Rake, the Lord of Moonspawn, and uh, the kind of great raven that heralded his arrival. Yeah. It was kind of the first insight we had into the Floating Moon Fortress. Any thoughts about the Lord of Moonspawn?
2: The Erickson did... That's his name, right, Steven Erickson? Yeah. He did a really good job of, in approximately three paragraphs, making me f- so utterly afraid of a character. <laughs> um <Yeah. laughs> Well, because, like, you know, he's, like, the most powerful member of a of a, a race lost to time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Boom. Badass number one. <laughs> two, we learned that he, like, managed to slaughter, like, so many of the High Mages while also protecting people on his own, basically. Yeah, number yeah. two. Cool. Number three, it sounds like he has a sword that, I don't know, swallows souls in Eternal Torment or something.
0: Yeah, Dragnipper. It's a cool sword.
2: I'm going to need you to, to hit me that one more again.
0: dragnapur
2: All right, good, good. Um, Drag-nipper. Like, they don't really say what it does, but like, you know, what's his Baruch is really afraid of it. And then he's like, when he mentions wanting to kill those pale wizards, he like looks at the sword again and says, we'll kill them for you. And I was like, what could that sword do? That's so bad.
0: Hmm. <laughs> who, who who knows? Yeah, I I'm wonder. sure you have no idea. I Peter. wonder. Drag-nipper, I hardly know her. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, you
1: gonna... oh. oh, did it. Yeah. I'm feeling nauseous that. again. India,
0: any thoughts about the Lord of Moon Spawn?
1: Um, no, no thoughts. Um, I thought I didn't feel scared like Josh did. I just thought that he seemed strong.
0: Seems strong a also, strong, independent Tisty Andy.
1: He just seems like um, you know, I'm just gonna throw it out there that I I think that he will die. I don't know. Baseless. Faceless thoughts. I guess we'll I have to that. see.
0: Well, before we talk about uh, Tier 7, I guess it's worth talking about the kind of final scene that buttons this... Uh, oh, I, I want
2: to talk about it. I can't wait.
0: Both this <laughs> both this chapter and the previous chapter, where kind of Crocus and Kruppa and Ralik are all at the Phoenix Inn, and we mm. see that both it was the same night, but also that kind of some of these characters know each other, and there's like a little, you know, there's a little squad meeting up. Well, what did you want to say about it, Josh? I
2: love this boys club so, so much. He likes the boys. Gotta love the boys. They, it's it's, it's a regular like it...
0: old entourage.
2: Yeah. <sighs> I put a pause there so AJ <laughs> can cut that. I just, I don't know, I just didn't expect all of them to be in this weird group, and I was like super because oh, I, I gotta tell you, it's only in three chapters, but I like all of these characters, infinitely more than yes. any of the characters we've met up to now.
1: <laughs> they're actually funny.
2: They're cool. They got personalities. I, and they're I think powerful. they're powerful. Pa- they're, they're fighting for a group that I think is cool and not the shitty M- Malazan Empire. Like, hell yeah. Right. yeah
1: and and I, they're boys.
2: And, and they're boys.
1: Were we supposed to know, like, prior to this, that cr- 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 Kruppa <sighs> was a wizard? 'Cause I, I just thought that he was in his sleep, like feeling himself pulling cheese out of his, his sweater. <laughs> I didn't realize that he actually could do that.
2: I don't even know if we've seen him do any wizardry stuff, right? It's just that people say he is or was
1: or something. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, but Well, it's well, certainly
0: I I think it's in the first dream sequence in chapter five that it talks about he's like, Oh, well, I can read the deck of dragons without using it. And he kind of Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me it speaks more in that segment about like kind of an attunement or an affinity you know mm,
1: gotcha mm-hmm. i didn't pick that up there he mm-hmm. certainly
0: no. uh is a friend of the warrens it seems hmm.
1: he, he jumps through from time to time
0: <laughs> well um with this evening over we can talk about the start of the next day in chapter seven uh
1: just really quickly actually why does he refer to himself in the third person though
2: that's Kruppa's thing and (laughs) it's so annoying i I think it's it's going along with like the is he crazy or is he like a mad genius listen Mm. if
0: you're not if you're not into that you're not into me and i don't know what to tell you so if
1: if you're not into that you're not into india (laughs) you're not into peter we got to talk in third person now guys
0: and peter is going to start talking that way
2: josh is it chapter seven
0: Krupa, again, wanders his dreams, meeting Kroll, an elder god. Circlebreaker wanders after his shift. We learn of the political strife of the city. The declaration of neutrality has failed. It seems as if the Lord Lim's untimely death has stunted the political growth of the declaration. Councilman Turban Orr is visiting the Lady Simtal. Orr believes the best path forward is peaceful Malazan occupation, and wouldn't mind becoming a Malazan High Fist and seeing some Darugistan nobles culled along the way. Murillo, a noble gadabout from the Phoenix Inn, is having an affair with Turban Orr's wife. Together, they speak of the impending fate, and Murillo even acquires some invitations to the gathering. Murillo wishes to keep his affair a secret, from the balcony of the Orr Estate, he sees Ralik Nam dressed garishly. The assassin walks on the street, hoping to bait out the outsiders meddling with the city's assassins. He catches Crocus' young hand prowling around the estate and threatens him not to rob Councilman Turban Orr. Crocus agrees, touching the coin in his pocket. Crocus then heads off to try and track down the pawn shop where Kruppa has stolen the valuables he had lifted from the Darl estate. Crocus has become quite smitten with Chalice Darl. Kruppa meets with the High Alchemist Baruch. We learn that Baruch has many allies, including Murillo, Cole, and Ralik Nam. Together, Kruppa and Baruch speak of the Assassin's War on the rooftops of Darujistan. The Malazan march towards the city and Opan's influence on the city. They decide it's important to keep a watch on the Coin Bearer crocus young hand so josh after the evening where we kind of get a perspective that all of these different members of the entourage as you put it are uh, so closely linked together we now kind of see them bleed out into their own storylines during the day um what's one of them that caught your eye
2: well, I was very interested to learn about Morillo. He was the he was the one person that we hadn't like seen in the previous chapter. Really, he just kind of was yeah he, like, there in the Phoenix and yeah gets a plot we hear mark. his name a couple times. So it was interesting to see him. He's like I'm curious. Do, I don't. We didn't learn how is he like a noble by birth? Is he like someone that kind of rose his way up? Is he even a noble? Is he just like a guy who's managed to infiltrate circles? Like I have a lot of questions about Morillo. I like that his character so far is basically like. Playboy with a heart? He's not mm. trying to, like... He's not trying to wreck, but, like... He's, listen, he, he... But he's also not trying to necessarily marry him, you know? No, no. So he was, he was very interesting. And he, he's so far removed from the other ones, you know? Because it's like, you've got an assassin, a thief, a drunk, uh... And a, the, and the and a playboy. He's a, he's
0: a bachelor. He likes going around yeah. town.
2: Yeah. Now, can I say... Now that we've gone through all three chapters... Sure. Uh, while reading the PowerPoint... And I was reminded of a scene with Councilman Orr. I have to ask a question, Peter. Sure, but- and you, you have just- to confirm or deny. During the scene with Councilman Orr and the lady- Simtall. What's her name? Uh, it. It's, he mentions wanting to kill her husband, who is a drunk. And it was today while reading that that I was wondering if that husband is Cole, the drunk from the tavern. Josh,
0: to be honest- I don't know the answer to your question, and I, <gasps> and I don't know if I don't know it and I've forgotten it or whether it's something I should be not telling you. So okay. All right. So All right. the good news is, if it is Cole, it will be a surprise
2: to me as well.
1: Oh, good.
2: I, I like that. <laughs> I like when the person who's already read it is surprised, too.
1: It's almost as if you didn't read the books. I read it a long
2: time ago. The secret's out! so peter's a fraud listen watch the movies
0: i've never claimed any sort of expertise mm. anyway I'm,
1: i also really enjoy the idea of a little affair it makes this book a little bit more interesting if you ask me
2: yeah who needs wizards when you can have
1: buckin yeah precisely precisely tugs on my heartstrings
2: affairs tug on your heartstrings
1: yeah all right chase your bliss don't yuck on my um
2: I'm not gonna
0: yep, okay <clears throat> beat me to it well I'm sorry I missed it but uh i was i was a little tuned out for a sec i i uh so here let me say this on the Malzan subreddit, the user sleeping on X bed has made these kind of great PowerPoint slideshow things, um, that kind of have a guide. I think he's done one for each of the three books. And uh we we've referred to them and um they're just a tremendous help. And if anyone is trying to look to clarify some parts of the book, they're a great resource in my mind. Agreed. In India, I agree. Uh I enjoy the affair and I enjoy um you know, it's just a different angle, and that's that's honestly somewhat what I enjoy about Crocus's storyline, with kind of him having a crush almost on this on this woman he's stolen from. Is you know, there's a lot of swords and sorcery, and to just have kind of like people just kind of swooning and stuff. You know, it's just a
1: little break.
0: Not as only a, is it a nice change of pace. I also think it just is a vital part of talking about this world. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Is this, is, I guess, I wonder, are we really going to develop into these stories more? Or is it just kind of going to go right back into when Malazan people show up and fuck shit up? Because they did mention, um, the god or whatever his name is in the beginning that he had, like, a vision that they were going to lose a battle or something.
0: When Kruppa is talking to the elder god Kroll, is that what you're speaking about?
1: That, That would be precisely what I was speaking of, yes. You're like an encyclopedia
0: truly not i don't know if you'll recall a few seconds earlier i completely forgot <laughs> was something that was in this book. so don't play um, coy peter no i do not need any false credit um uh well you can rest at ease and as i kind of joked about when you were like i get. Gu- i th- guess we're gonna learn about a ton of new characters it is in some way this is about the end of the new characters we get introduced to in the book you know
1: thank goodness Yeah there's a bunch
0: I mean like well don't get me wrong You're gonna meet some new characters but um, I've already forgotten every one of the bridge burners (laughs) Me too
1: except for Whiskey Jack
0: (laughs) Whiskey Jack but the good news is this, you know, basically what will happen is, you know, you read about the Malazants, and then you read about the people in Darujistan, and then, you know, their storylines, you know, everything obviously is going to, there's an impending conflict. But um, th- these right. are basically the two big locations, and you've, you've met most of the major players. Solid. So that's, that's a silver lining. I mean, I know we've met maybe... I don't know, 30 characters or something. Something like that.
1: Minus one for the dead guy who no. died in five minutes.
0: Tallow. But you know, My listen. Guy. That's just counting fewer characters for us to talk about. So in some ways, it's it's moving that needle in the right direction. Correct. True.
1: Just a closing question that I didn't ask before. Sure. That I should have. Is this a what why is it glowing with a sapphire light? One. Second question, is it a rich area? Because sometimes it seems really poor and then other times it seems really rich.
0: Well d- it, it really depends. There's a there's a real class difference. You know, some people are rich in Darujastan and some people are very poor. Uh-huh. And
1: the, uh, the, as the blues, in most places in the world.
2: The the sapphire light, I again was using that PowerPoint, was reminded that it got built on, like, a mountain of natural gas. And so, like, it has, like, lanterns and shit that are powered by it. Yeah, there's lanterns are,
0: of blue light. That's, like, why it's called the City of Blue Flame.
2: Y- yeah, it's sick as shit. Yeah, so, it it's, is. It's a very evocative image.
0: Darujastan. Um, so, Josh, any la- uh, any thoughts, last thoughts you want to say about this, uh, our first introduction to the city of Darujastan?
2: I like everyone here more than I liked anyone in the first four chapters. Buck the Bridge Burners. Uh Darugistan for Life. India.
1: I too stand with Dr stand, But mainly I stand with Crocus and I'm just excited to uh, Stop, see
2: stop, stop. How is their battle cry not we stand together? So, um as always <laughs> you can send us an email at
0: Ten Very Big Books and we're on Twitter. Same place, um, you know, tell a friend, uh, you know, we're, uh, anyone's looking for help on the books, here we are. You know, going forward, we're gonna go read about, um, we're gonna go back and talk about the squad of bridge burners headed towards the city to help sabotage it and take it for the empire. India, do you have any, uh, predictions for, uh, what, uh, what the bridge burners are gonna be doing once they get to Darujistan?
1: I think the bridge burners are gonna be burning bridges, baby.
2: All right, a little broad, a little broad. Josh? <laughs> well, first, I can't. I just want to say, I can't Daruja stand for the treatment of my incredible <laughs> jokes, and I'm livid. I very I do much... I
1: stand with Josh.
2: I very much Daruja can. All right. Oh, so. wow. Ooh. That was a pretty good Daruja slam. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, uh, my prediction wow. is that we're gonna, I don't know, I, I mean, imagine by the end of this book there's gonna be some conflict between these two groups of characters that we know. Wow, what uh, a safe prediction, Josh. Yeah, I imagine the next episode, I imagine the end of the next episode, of the next, how did I didn't say episode, I'm tired. It's like the a, end of the next chapter,
0: It's like, I believe. it's like, it's like Word TV. Am I right? <laughs> Alright, no. well, I thought I was funny, I guess, fuck me. <laughs> yeah,
2: fuck off. Uh, I think at the end of the next chapter, I think the very end... The bridge burners are going to meet one of the characters that we met this chapter, these three chapters. That's my prediction.
0: Now, see, I like that. That's a good prediction. Not this. They're going to burn a bridge.
2: All right.
1: Okay, I Okay, like- fine.
0: <laughs> All right. Um...
1: Well, I mean, that's a really also broad pred- prediction. Make, make, make a
0: Crocus prediction. What do you think's happening with Crocus?
1: I think that Crocus is going to turn over a new leaf. He's going to start pursuing this woman. He's going to turn, or he's going to use his thief powers for good.
0: Do you think he's going to take the... Uh, Never mind, my jokes are ruined, so...
1: Well, in that case, we'll see you guys <laughs> next week.
0: Yeah, so, um, so next week, uh, we're going to read all of the mission book three which is going to be chapters eight nine and ten so um i'm looking forward to it and uh tune in then goodbye
2: bye bye
1: Hey, everybody. Producer AJ here again. Just want to keep saying thank you uh, for the continued support and for all the feedback that we've been getting from the community. It's really, really
0: amazing. Uh, We also want to thank Dan Gesrick for making our logo. You can follow him on Twitter, at Dan for the hottest Game of Thrones takes. And the music from the show comes from Amaranthin's album Simulant Rain, which you can find on Bandcamp. Links to their pages will be in the show notes, and 10 Very Big Books will be back in two weeks. Thanks for listening.